You're now listening to the Wandering Buffalo Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Ganaic and Justin Goddard. Hello and welcome to the Wandering Buffalo Podcast. It is Tuesday, February 16th, 2021, and this is the first episode. We are broadcasting live in our living room, so get comfortable because you know we are. My name is Andrew Ganaic, and I am one of your hosts today, tonight, or whenever you're listening to this. And I just want to start off by saying thank you for clicking the play button and taking your time out of the day to listen to our podcast. Alongside me is my co-host, Justin Goddard. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at The Wandering Buff. We're going to start things off by telling you uh, what this podcast is really all about, our goals for the future, and what our competitive edge is. So what I mean by that is like how we stand out uh, amongst the herd, no pun intended. Um, after that, Justin and I will briefly give you a small introduction into who we are, how we got here, and then we'll just dive into the meat and potatoes of this particular episode, which happens to be revolved around the QB position. After that, we'll do a solid recap and let you know uh, what the future holds for us and hopefully you. Um, so who are we? Uh, again, we are the Wandering Buffalo podcast, and we're called that because some of us have lived in Buffalo while some of us are from Buffalo, but it always seems like us as fans are always on the move. Our main goal is to be ourselves, and what I mean by that is in no way, shape, or form do we claim to be professionals. Uh, we're just a couple of average Joes that loves talking about the Buffalo Bills, just like you. We thrive off by starting discussions uh, that revolve around rumors, trades, free agency, game recaps, and in-depth analysis. Um, furthermore, we all enjoy having company, so what we want to do down the road is to have uh, the listeners, such as you fellow wanderers, on our show. Because what is a podcast without uh, discussion? So who am I? Uh, well, again, my name is Andrew Ganag. I am a Rochester native. Uh, after high school, I wandered my way to the University of Buffalo, lived there for about five years, and I got to say, I have nothing but positive and fond memories of the good 716. Um, after I you know, finished my undergrad there, I went to grad school at NYU, and then I migrated back to Rochester, where I got my first job. And the one thing that helped really pass the time uh, for my first desk job, I guess, was listening to podcasts. Mainly, they were all Buffalo Bills podcasts. Um, but eventually, that listenership grew into a desire to start my own podcast with some friends. And, well, here we are. Also, I don't discriminate against the drum or the flat. I grab what, whichever looks the crispiest. I honestly put the sauce on the side. That's how you keep them from getting soggy. And of course, as always, I get blue cheese on my wings. Uh, Justin, do you want to tell the people a little bit about yourselves? I'll start with uh, agreeing with you on the chicken wings. As long as they look good and you got a lot of blue cheese, I'm game for it. Uh, like you said, my name is Justin Goddard. Uh, I am originally from Buffalo and wandered out to Rochester. Um, been a Bills fan as long as I can remember. Uh, I got pictures of me back when I was just four years old. Uh, the last championship run, got the Bills logo shaved and dyed right into my head. Um, so, you know, there's obviously a lot of time there where we were div uh, dealing with some difficult times as Bills fans. Um, but part of what really always kept me on board with the Bills is the community that grew through those times, uh, the camaraderie and everybody always rallying together, 
you know, win, lose, we were always there for the team. And it's finally nice to see a nice product on the, on the field. Um, but, you know, it goes way deeper than that. If you're a Bills fan, you obviously know that. Um, things as recently as uh, the J.J. Watt charity, um, people vying for J.J. to come to our team, $99 donations, trying to, you know, pay a little way, show a little good faith for um, something that's a good cause to him. And uh, he's obviously a guy um, that it's very important to him. He does a lot of community work. So, hey, maybe it'll help us out, get him in town. I wouldn't hate to see it. Um, but getting right to the meat and potatoes of what we wanted to talk about today is uh, just kind of a state of the roster, and we're going to start with the quarterback position. Um, swing it off to you, Andrew, get you a little started on uh, your thoughts on Josh Allen this past year. All right. So we're going to talk about a couple things about Josh Allen, but let's just break down this whole situation just in total. So Josh Allen, do we extend him? Do we not? What would it look like, right? And there's a lot of layers to this. So let's just talk real quick. Should we extend him or should we not? You look at situations like the Goff in one situation, and then you look at other quarterbacks, uh, franchise with quarterbacks who didn't extend them, and it seemed like that was the best idea. Um, probably Trubisky's situation was the closer to the yeah maybe we shouldn't have done that and that's a good thing that we didn't because he did have a pretty up year last year and then uh, we all know how that turned out um so justin where do you see yourself do you think we should extend him should we not extend him and if we do what do you think that looks like uh, I, I, I think we're going for the extension um you kind of look at the for me i look at the Dak prescott situation you know, if uh, before they started going back and forth, they were originally looking at signing him around $28 million a year. Um, now they're two, three years down the line. You're talking $42 million a year to get him under contract. So just inherently with the way the quarterback market goes, that's just going to keep going up and up and up. And you know how the league is. Everybody's looking for their guy. You know, until you have the guy, you're not really going to be relevant. So it's a little bit of a gamble. You know, he had he had uh, kind of a slower start to his career, but that was kind of to be expected. But what I what I do like about the risk involved with Josh Allen is he's shown growth over each year. It, it hasn't been as much up and down. It's been kind of a steady incline. So, I mean, it's a gamble, but it's also a gamble to – kick it down the road another year and you know that number goes from 35 40 to in the 45s I think you're kind of in a window right now where you could do uh something like the Mahomes deal uh where you kind of kick around that the contract comes in after the fifth year extension or the fifth year option and then you know you kick a little bit of money down the road and that could help out with the uh the tight cap coming up this season Right, so let's talk a little bit about Josh Allen's stats, and that can help us uh, break into this little uh, discussion a little more. So this season, he completed 396 attempts, uh, pass attempts. I'm sorry, he th he completed 396 out of 572 attempts. That's a completion percentage of 69.2%. 
Uh, that netted him 4,544 yards. That's an average of 7.9 yards per reception. He's got 37 TDs and 10 interceptions to show up. Um, I'm going to say one of those doesn't count if uh, you remember that Rams game. That wasn't an interception. Um, he's got the long of 55 and a quarterback rating of 107.2. And these stats are brought to you by uh, ESPN. Um, so definitely an up year uh, for him. And according to SpotRack.com, uh, they estimate that he should earn an average of four years, about 40 million, 40 million, so 160 million over four years, roughly. Um, you know, one thing to note is that currently, according to OverTheCap.com, we only have like $1.8 million. So I'm sure you, everyone here knows that we're going to see some players get cut for the cap. Um, I'm curious to see what that contract extension looks like. Um, I agree. It probably would look team-friendly, kind of like the Mahomes deals where they kind of hide a lot of it in the signing bonus, um, if my contract memory serves me correct. Um, you know, I think I think it's a no-brainer that we, I say we royally, I, I have no say in the <laughs> executive room, but I think being definitely... Um, uses picks up that fifth year option i think it's like 20 million dollars um i think it got a little higher because he was like a top 10 draft pick and he made the pro bowl this year which i think there was something in his current contracts that made him um uh made, made that fifth year option a little more but anyway but like regardless 20 million dollars for a year for josh allen you kind of have to take that right um so my opinion with you is yes, I think we should definitely extend Josh Allen. Um, but is that a risky thing to do? Um, to go back to this golf and Wentz thing, like you look at the Eagles and the um, Rams, the Rams basically paid in draft capital to get rid of Jared Goff. They they and I, I give a lot of respect to them for that because. They, they basically openly admitted, we made a mistake. Take him. Take him. Like, you know? <laughs> What's that? You never want to double down on the mistake. You never want to double down on the mistake. That's how you, that's how you get to the old bills of the past. <laughs> um, but, you know, and then you look at the Eagles situation. I, I was under the impression they were going to trade him sometime last week, but it just seems like it hasn't happened yet, which is kind of interesting um, because, you know, no matter what, when they trade them, they're still going to eat like $40 million in cap, I believe, or some, some ridiculous number like that. And that's wild, too. But they're also, you know, they're, they're like, you know what, he's not the guy. We don't want him here. Um, we're we're going to have to, like, we're going to trade him. And they're openly admitting that. So I got a lot of respect for them for doing that. Um, I think it's kind of crazy how they want two first-round picks for for a guy who pretty much performed on the same level of Trubisky. Um, statistically, I'm not saying once is Trubisky. That I don't think anyone would say that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think we should definitely extend him. Um, 
I don't know how long it will be, um, but a four-year, $40 million deal seems like it'd be in the right area. Um, anything you else want to add to that, uh, Justin? Um, so, so going with the risk involved in it, I, I do think there's something to be said for, uh, you know, Carson Wentz had Frank Reich. Frank Reich goes to take the head coaching job in Indianapolis, obviously. By the way, that's my prediction on where Wentz ends up. He ends up back with Frank Reich in Indy. And they get two ones for him because as you get closer to the draft, there's only so many quarterbacks to fill so many holes, and that's just the price you end up paying. Um, but as far as uh, Josh goes right now, you know, I feel like there was a – kind of a blessing in disguise that, you know, you're bringing back the entire uh, infrastructure around him. So, you know, you're bringing back Brian Dable, you're bringing back uh, your offensive pieces. You got the same quarterback coach. You got the same quarterback room for now. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit on what we'd like to see happen with the quarterback room behind him. But as far as everything lining up for the start of his career, He's had continuity across the board. Uh, he hasn't had to learn different playbooks and all that. So so now when they come into training camp this year, they're not at a square one. They're building off of where they left off last year. So I think that with all that in place, I think there's a chance that there's even another step um, as he's more comfortable in the system. They're not learning the X's and O's. They're kind of fine-tuning and finessing what he's already doing. So I like... Like I said, there's there's a risk involved in any contract you're giving out in the NFL. But as hardworking as he's been and, you know, the improvements that he's making year over year, the work that he's doing with Jordan Palmer in the offseason, you know, th those are the intangibles of a guy that just wants to get better. And if I have to put my money on a gamble like that, I'm I'm taking a guy like that every time. That's that's a great point to make. Uh, you definitely can't measure those intangibles. Um, you know, one thing that uh, seems interesting is I I really think I'm really curious to see what this contract looks like when it does get signed. Um, just because we haven't really seen Bean make a contract of this like magnitude. I mean, we we saw him make it with uh, Tre'Davious White, but compared to what Josh is going to make, Tredavious White doesn't even make half of it, right? At least that's what it's estimated to be. That's kind of wild to think about. Um, and there's a lot of things that go into this. You have to, if, like, when does he sign it? Does he sign it before Dak? We saw that when Tredavious White got his contract extension, it happened before Jalen Ramsey. And I thought that was a great idea because Jalen Ramsey, I think he signed for like $20 million and Tredavious White signed for seventeen. So we got him for $3 million cheaper than what it could have been. Um, you know, maybe maybe Bean has that same line of thinking and goes like, you know, we got to sign before like Lamar or Baker or, um, you know, or uh, Dak. So maybe that contract comes sooner than we all think, um, uh, you know, and to, to touch on your point uh, there, I think uh, something we'll get into uh, further in, a, in another episode, but I do also think it's going to be a very interesting uh, offseason for Brandon Bean. We've seen him, since he came to the Bills, be very meticulous and methodical with how he's playing with the cap, so he always has some, some wiggle room. 
Um, obviously, with the COVID season and the cap floor being somewhere around 175, 185, it's not really solidified yet. But we've never really seen him have to operate against the cap so far in his tenure with Buffalo. And I think that's going to be a really interesting scenario to watch play out as well. Yeah, and, uh, you know, if if Bean does does something historically that he does with some of his older contracts, it always seems like he builds in and out. Um, most recently, um, I know everyone's calling for like Vernon Butler, Quentin Jefferson, Mario Addison to be cut. And the reason why they are calling for that is because there's not that much dead money in comparison to the cap space that they're going to free up. And the beauty of that is that Bean made that possible through the construction of that of those contracts. Um, and, you know, even mid-season, we saw uh, what um, Quentin Spain, Quentin Spain, right? We signed him to a three-year, $15 million deal. And then out of nowhere, he doesn't want to be uh, playing a different role. We cut him. He's off the books. So we might see something like that built in maybe. I don't know. Not saying I don't want Josh Allen on my team. I want him to be on there. But we don't know what Bean might do. And I think I'm very interested to see um, what that contract looks like. Uh, any more topics, uh, any more things you want to discuss about, uh, discuss about QB1 there, Justin? Uh, I think we pretty much covered that. I, I think uh, the Josh Allen case is pretty straightforward. He's going to get an extension with the Bills. Um, it's it's fun conversation to have, and there's a lot of layers to it, like you said. Um, but that deal is going to get done. We know that. Um, what I what I think is interesting is what's going on behind him. Um, it's not the most intriguing position on the field, but the backup quarterback. Can you position uh, can is you say that again? Can you, you kind of um, bugged the, out there? Can you you repeat that sentence one more time? Sorry. One of the it's not the most intriguing position on the field, but I do think there's a very interesting uh, dynamic behind him at the backup quarterback position. Um, currently, have uh, Matt Barkley's contract is up. Um, from all accounts, they love the guy. He seems to be a great locker room leader. Um, seems to be really helpful in um, Josh Allen's development uh, on the field, but. Uh, I also think that this team, you know, last year we were one game away from the Super Bowl and, you know, you never, you never want to see it happen, but if Josh Allen goes down and misses any extended amount of time, I think this team is, I think this team is too solid to, to be putting the, the ball in the hands of Matt Barkley. And I think that's really a position, you know, a little bit under the radar, but definitely a spot where we could upgrade and i got i got one guy in mind that i want and i think you know who it is should we say it on the count of three? One, two, three. it's fitzpatrick, fitzpatrick. come on man yeah buddy i so love I, that I, guy i came across a stat today that i thought was really interesting and i, I never thought of so ryan fitzpatrick has never played in a playoff game He's been on two 10 and six teams that have missed the playoffs. Jets. Yeah. And uh, so I, I think it'd be um, really interesting. He's always had nice things to say about Buffalo. Um, he's obviously beloved by the fan base here a little bit more so after he left than when he was throwing some interceptions. 
but give a guy give the guy the chance to retire here. You know, I would love to see the Bills win a Super Bowl and Fitzpatrick be the backup quarterback and see him end his career with a ring and retire a Buffalo Bill. I think he gives you a little bit more of Josh Allen's play style as well. Whereas, you know, if Barkley's coming into the game, there's no similarities between how they play the quarterback position. I think, you know, Josh goes down in the middle of the game, your whole game plan is derailed and and you got to fix that on the fly. Fitz has a little bit more of that. You know, he'll run around a little bit. He'll take a hit. He'll sling the ball out there. I think that would just be a great fit for the backup position. And I think they could do it pretty cost effectively as well. Yeah, you know, when I think of Fitz, um, you know, I have a story to uh, tell about Matt Barkley too. Um, but definitely with Fitz, this past season, when I'm just thinking about, uh, so I was in Long Island in Bayside, and um, you know, the the Bills, the Bills had already played, and I was just watching the Dolphins play the Raiders, and um, actually Bayside is in Queens. I'm sorry for anyone any of one who's living here uh who's listening and lives in long island or the new york city area <laughs> my bad um so i just remember they took Tua out and i was like this should be interesting they put in fitzpatrick well you, you know how fitzpatrick goes he he just chucks it and as he's loading up this ball he's getting face masked so he's ba- his like his head is basically like almost 180 degrees around from where it should be and throws a bomb and he gets caught. Tack on 15 yards at the end, kicks the Raiders out of the playoff contention. And I think uh, I think that was their 10th win, I believe, or something along, along those lines. But regardless, I think that when you want to sign a backup quarterback, a lot of people are of the opinion, you know, maybe we should sign someone similar to who we have at, the starting quarterback position, and I'm I'm going out on a limb here, but I I think I recently heard this. Um, I think I'm going to credit this to Bruce Nolan, um, but he mentions that he wants variance in the backup role, and I agree. I I I I I I'm, I don't trust Matt Barkley if we hand the keys over to him. I want I want to throw something out there that's a little you know a little weird, like you know. Throw the defense on their heels. I think Fitzpatrick has enough of that weirdness in him to make those um, to make to make him a great QB two. And we've seen him step into games and almost pull out, and he has pulled out some amazing wins. Um, what are your thoughts about that on terms of QB variance in the QB two position? I think that Fitz still gives you that variance that you're looking for. And I'm also looking at, you know, your quarterback room then would be, we haven't gotten to him yet, but you got Fitzpatrick backing up Josh Allen. Your hope is that he's just a clipboard holder helping Josh, you know, obviously the guy went to Harvard. You hear that on every broadcast. He's got it between the ears. And, you know, last year we saw a big step up in um, Josh's, play on the field um you know a lot more is clicking with him now so you got a guy like Fitzpatrick behind him you got a guy in Davis Webb if he sticks around on the practice squad you know you got 
three super smart guys, and I think that's kind of the last piece for Josh. It's just not that he's not seeing it right now, but, you know, the weird looks that defenses give you that these guys have seen before. And, you know, maybe he gets thrown for a loop on something, and then he comes back to the sidelines and, hey, we saw this before. You know, look out for where does this linebacker shift? Where did the safeties disguise? And I think that's just kind of the next piece in really putting the rest of the puzzle together. And I think that'd be a great quarterback room. Yeah, you talk, You want to talk about journeyman. Uh, Fitzpatrick is that journeyman. Um, I think the only other quarterback that has been shuffled around as much as he has is McCown, right? <laughs> um, that Fitz actually has the most teams. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yep. that's some. That's something. He's more of a wanderer than we are. <laughs> um, but maybe, yeah, maybe we can want, and hopefully, he'll wander his way back to the seven one six. But before we uh, move on to the other quarterbacks, I do want to talk about um, the story when we found out the Bills signed Matt Barkley. So uh, for those uh, of you who are listening or watching, um, Justin and I worked together. Uh, I, I won't say the name of the restaurant, but we'll just call it Rochester's Finest Italian. Um, if you can't hear me, I'm using air quotes around finest. <laughs> um, but I remember when I came in, Justin was saying, Matt Barkley, Matt Barkley, Matt Barkley. And I was like, oh, God, what's going on? What was this guy going to do? Like, we're, we're going to get smoked by the Jets. My Sunday's going to get ruined. And then he just balls out. Oh, my God. And we just destroyed the Jets. It was it was amazing, right? Like, I, in the, I think at that point, I, I had a lot of confidence in this offense. Because if someone like Matt Barkley can come in and do that, to an NFL team and winning in the NFL is hard. I don't care what anyone says. Like it, it's very hard to do. So I, I'm personally very impressed with the, with the effort that uh, Barkley put forth that day. But I think Fitzpatrick has way more than Barkley will ever have. And that's not a knock towards Barkley. I know he does a lot. He's a great leader being raves about him and what he does. Um, so I, I, I really enjoy who he is, but if it if I, if it were me, I'd have Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah. That game that Barkley came in and lit up the – I think it was like 31-7. That was a stupid fun game. But we've also seen Barkley in limited action since, and it was very much more the Barkley that I expect when he comes into the game. And touching on all the things you said, I I got nothing but love for Matt Barkley. I just think that, you know, on a team this good, you want to be building your depth at every position and have the next man up mentality. And I, if you got your starting quarterback out for three games, most teams in the league are going to be in trouble. But, you know, a couple names we haven't even talked about in Andy Dalton, uh, there's not that many guys out there, but when you're this close to pushing a Super Bowl window, you got to go out and get one of those guys. You got to have that backup position locked up. Right. So uh, let's quickly run through these other guys real quick. Um, so Jake Fromm, Mr. Uh, Elite, <laughs> what's your thoughts about him? 
I would say we're probably at a pretty inconclusive state with him right now. Um, you know, he's he's kind of just a a luxury development quarterback. See if anything ever happens. Um, but with how you know we didn't have the 2020 off season, um, there was such limited media availability during during the regular season, and you know this guy was the emergency COVID quarterback. He wasn't really doing much of anything so i can't really it, it it doesn't cost us much to keep him on the practice squad so let him hang out and see whatever happens but he's not really moving the needle for me on anything and it's probably because i haven't really seen anything with him so right um jake from you know i uh, i remember when he got drafted and then uh right after those elite messages were uh posted and all i could think was oh my god not not this not this that's like i i don't know how you you send those messages back then and just think you know that that seems pretty good that seems good by me um for any of you viewers out there uh or listeners who can't see me rather um i'm not white (laughs) <laughs> so I thought that was a very interesting um, situation. Very, very interesting. I think the only reason why we would keep him is mainly because we spent a fifth round draft pick on him. He doesn't do anything exciting for me uh, just because we haven't seen him play. So maybe I'm not giving him enough credit, but we'll see. Davis Webb, what are your thoughts? The two, I'm much more interested in Davis Webb. Uh, touched on it before. Um, just the the intelligence piece that he brings to the game. Um, I think he off, also offers uh, something that goes really under the radar. Of uh, he he's running the scout team offense pretty much every week. So you know, he's got some athletic traits. He's he's got some skills. He'll never be a starting quarterback in the NFL. But there's something to be said for that guy that, you know, goes into character when you're playing the Rams next week and you got to go into practice and you're the guy to set up situations about you got to go be a Lamar Jackson. Um, I think that brings more value to than anything I've seen, heard. I, I, I haven't even heard anything about Jake Fromm. And, you know, when they draft these guys, they want to put good news about uh, out there about them. You know, just not hearing anything at all, it it doesn't – if I'm choosing between the two, give me Davis Webb seven days a week. Right. I think think with Davis Webb, I actually didn't know this. He was the one who set up the Florida practice between him and – not him, Justin – I'm sorry, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. I did not. I did not know that he set that up. So Cole Beasley, um, Gabriel Davis, and other players were all there because he organized it. That's some true leadership right there. That's 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 something that's something that very uh, that piqued my interest. I just found that out actually a couple of days ago. So that's pretty good. Um, any other free agents you want to talk about that uh, would be interesting? if the bills signed? Uh, I mean, my, my two top candidates there would be 
Fitzpatrick and probably Andy Dalton. Um, The backup quarterback position is hard. You know, there's not even 32 teams in the NFL that have a starting caliber quarterback. So when you're going into, well, we need an elite quarterback in Josh Allen and then trying to find a starting caliber quarterback to back him up, you know, it's a hard ask, but. I think you could do worse than Barkley, but you could also do better. And I, I think that's uh, something Bean and McDermott always talk about. They're always talking about, they're always evaluating every position on the roster. Every spot on the roster has to be earned. So I have full faith in the organization that it, it's something that they're going to visit. There's, it's something they're going to look at, and we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes there. Right. So... I, I gotta I gotta hold myself from giggling a little bit every time the word elite gets thrown around. Now I just think about Jake Fromm, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know another um, another quarterback that we could pick up from free agency that I heard the Bills were interested in when he got drafted was Mitchell Trubisky, and I don't know if I'm being, but I guess they were high on him. Do they? Do they swing at someone like that? I would. I personally don't want Trubisky. I'd rather have the Red Rocket Andy Dalton in here, but Fitzpatrick over everything, of course. But I, I just don't want Trubisky here. And you know, if he does come here, I I trust this organization, and I will stand by them, and I will be the biggest supporter of Trubisky. But person on a personal level, level. I'm like laissez-faire, hands off. I'll kind of go the other way there. Um, I'm not really interested in seeing him. He's a young enough guy that the book's not necessarily written on him. But I also think with that high first-round pedigree, he's he's still young. He's, what, fourth, fifth season. So, you know, I – I think that he's the kind of guy that'll probably go to a quarterback hungry team. Think like a Washington, a Carolina, someone like that and try to get like a one year prove it deal and see if he can get, sometimes a quarterback just needs a change of scenery with that, with the draft pedigree, you know, there was somebody out there that was scouting him when he was coming out that didn't get a crack at him and he comes free and, they think that their system and their coaching and their development is could get different results. And, you know, it happens from time to time. I'm not interested in, in being the team to take that chance on them. I'd... Yeah. It'd be surprising if uh, the bills signed Trubisky because it would remind me of when Marcus Mariota signed with the Raiders. They already had Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota is fresh off his rookie contract. Instead of finding a franchise that he could probably compete for the starting role, he was like, nah, I'm cool on the bench. I'm cool on the bench. That, that's basically what Mitchell Trubisky would do if he signed here. He'd be like, nah, I'm cool on the bench. He would, he, he would remind me of Alex from uh, Blue Mountain State. Like, nah, I, I'm, good. I'm good sitting on the bench, bro. Like, string quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, and that that that's another layer to that too is uh if you got a guy like Trubisky that's and he's that young and and he's okay with signing up on being a backup quarterback. Uh 
there's not enough fire there if you're that young and you you've thrown in the towel on starting somewhere and that it doesn't move the meter for me at all. I'm not at all interested in seeing Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, let's go. Let's let's uh, try to get good old Fitzpatrick. Any other uh, topics or things you want to talk about in regards to the quarterback position? I think that's about it for the quarterback position. Uh, you got anything else? No. Um, well, I guess we're just going to wrap up this episode. So uh, thank you all again for listening and or watching the very first episode of the Wandering Buffalo podcast. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms. You can find us by searching the Wandering Buffalo podcast or at the Wandering Buff Pod. Um, or you can email us at the Wandering Buffalo podcast at gmail.com. We plan on having some great guests on the show in the future, and we hope that you can be a part of them. So please, reach out to us. Uh, if you want to reach out to us individually, um, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at underscore 2changs underscore. Uh, Justin, do you want to tell the people where they can find you? So if you guys are looking for me on Twitter, you can find me at jgods22. Um, love to take some questions for the show if you guys have any thoughts, any feedback. All right. Well, uh, if you'd like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or from any other podcasting platform, it'd be much appreciated, and it just help us, helps us out as we're trying to figure out uh, how to morph this group, morph this podcast. Um, and if you're on YouTube, go ahead, like, comment, smash that subscribe button while you're at it. Uh, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> no, please do that. Uh, all right. Until next week, we'll uh, we'll see you then. Go Bills.